One of our tasks as priests, one of our more satisfying tasks, in fact, is to visit the sick. And that visit comes in a variety of different shapes and sizes. It can be to, to a hospital, it can be to a nursing home, or it can be to a private home. Sometimes it's in the morning, sometimes the afternoon, sometimes it's evening, and occasionally, occasionally is at night time. After hours, we have an answering service, and uh, it's always interesting to get the call from the answering service. And sometimes the, answering, uh, the person doing the answering service can be, uh, it can be a new operator. And they'll say, you know, Father, such and such a one called from the hospital. So somebody uh, is near death and they need to have somebody read the rites. <laughs> read them the rites. I mean, you, you get it? If you don't, if you don't then don't blame me. But in, in, in essence, what we do is we give, we give the last rites to people who are, who, who are dying. And as I say, it's one of the very satisfying aspect, aspects of our ministry. Why do we do that? Why do we visit the sick? Well, obviously, it takes you right back to Jesus himself. And especially, you know, this year, we're reading mostly from the Gospel of St. Mark on, on weekends. And especially if you read the earlier chapters of Mark's Gospel, you find that he's running from one situation to another, taking care of those who are ill or in need. So basically, I suppose, as priests, we are attempting to do the follow that, that mandate of Jesus himself. But if you believe that, then this gospel reading today was somewhat interesting. I don't know whether you caught it or not, but you know, he, all of a sudden, Jesus gets a message from his friends, Martha and Mary, to tell him that their brother, Lazarus, is very ill. And what does, it, what does the scripture says, say? It says that he remained on two days there. Wouldn't you imagine that when he was told that his friend was dying, that he would have jumped up on a, well, he didn't have bicycles at the time, but that somehow he would maybe have rented a camel even because he had to go, he had to go quite a distance. But he didn't do that. He very casually said, well, Let's hang around here for a few more days, and then we'll go and take care of him. And of course, that's exactly what happened. When he got there, he was confronted by, by Martha, Mary's sister, um, the sister of Lazarus. Martha said to him, she says, Lord, she says, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even, though I, even now I know that whatever you asked of God, he will give it. And the response of Jesus is interesting. Jesus says, Martha says, your brother will rise again. And Martha says, well, she says, I know he will rise again on the last day. And Jesus said to her, he says, he says Martha, uh, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he should die, shall be raised to a fullness of life. And that is a sort of the central message of that reading today. And it's a very important one, not just for the people of that time, but for the people of all times. Where Jesus says, he says, I am, he says, the resurrection and the life. 
He said that he raised, he brought Lazarus back to life. And then later on, a couple of days later, or a short time later, we know that he was raised to a newness of life himself. So resurrection and new life is very much central to who we are as a Christian people. And every time we come to church here on a Sunday or Saturday or during the week, when we say the, the Apostles' Creed, he descended into hell and he rose from the dead. We say that all the time. But the question is, do we really believe it? Do we believe it not just up here? Do I really believe it in here? What do those words mean to you? You know, for me, you know, uh, I grew up in a Catholic home. I learned my Catechism going to school. Um, I went to the seminary when I was 18 years of age. And I heard all the stuff, and I made an act of faith in all the stuff I heard. And probably said that Apostles' Creed thousands of times. And, and believed it as far as I knew. But then in, in 1976, actually the early part of uh, the month of April, uh, my, my, my father died. And I was actually, I was, I was here when he died, uh, here in the States, when I got word that he died. And so I made my way home as quickly as possible for the funeral. I just arrived the night before his burial. And I, can, I have such vivid m memories of, of the day, it was a Sunday actually, and believe it or not, it, it was Easter Sunday. And we had the funeral mass, I celebrated the funeral mass in the church. And afterwards, his body was taken to the local cemetery, which, which was walking distance. And I remember that day so well because it was a horrible, mean, lousy April day in Ireland. It was bone-chilling cold. You'd have these huge showers every half hour or so. It was just miserable. And I can remember standing over, standing over his grave, committing him to the earth from which he was made. I commit you to the earth from which you are made. They casted his Lord into the ground. And everywhere around, you know, it's like here, everything is nice and dry and it's covered, the, you know, the sand and clay is covered over with a carpet. There it was all exposed. Uh, it was, everything was pure muck and rocks and stones, you know, ev everywhere. And there was a tradition in Ireland at the time where the uh, neighbors all, when you lowered the body into the ground, the neighbors filled in the grave. And again, I have such vivid memories of, you know, rocks, little rocks banging off, banging off the casket one after another. And then all this wet muck being poured in, uh, shoveled in, in to, to fill it in the grave. And I walked away from there really saying, it's not possible, it is not possible that anybody could come out of here again. And so my belief in resurrection and new life was zilch at that moment in time. In fact, it was, it was zilch for a couple of weeks afterwards as I struggled to, say, to make sense out of it. And it was only after a, week, a couple of weeks visiting an old priest and he said to me, you know, telling him of my experience 
and he said, he says, relax, he says, uh, you've been through a very sort of a traumatic experience. And he says, I know that in time, that resurrection and new life is part of who you are as an individual. And so you will come to that awareness in time, which in fact I did. But I say to you today, not just in relationship to me, but also in relationship to you. You know, we use those words all the time. I believe in resurrection. I believe in the world to come. But, you know, do I really believe it? Not just here, but in here. And especially now we're coming to the celebration of, of uh, the Triduum and Easter. Unfortunately, you know, in our society, all the emphasis, so much of the emphasis is put upon Christmas, upon the baby Jesus. The baby Jesus is only secondary to the death and resurrection of Christ. The death and resurrection of Christ is what gives us the possibility of new life in him. It is the central mystery of, or one of the central mysteries of our faith. So I just invite you, I invite you to in this time, we have one Catechumen here today who will be baptized on Holy Saturday night. So she has journeyed to this point in time uh, and has come to a deep awareness of the fact that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. But as she makes her sort of commitment here today uh, through the third scrutiny, I think it's an, an invitation to all of us to think about what we really believe. Do we really believe the words that we say? And if, if we do, then do they motivate us to live better lives? Because ultimately, the message of the gospel is that if we hope to rise with Christ uh, in the world to come, then we need to die with him in the present. So our Christian life should have so much to do with surrender, surrender to him and his way of life on a daily basis. Amen.